Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Mignot, CEO of the Experience Agency, The Flash. Each week, I bring on a different business leader who's doing some game-changing work. And as we're in this really unusual time of coronavirus, and we're all stuck at home, it gives business leaders a, a set of really unique challenges. And that's why I'm super psyched to have Tracy Patani, who's CEO of the SSP. And we're going to talk about how, you know, she took over right as this was happening. So if ever is a story of resilience and working with teams, it's Tracy. It's going to be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Tracy. Hi. Thank you. How's for it going? Good. It's, uh, you know, I'm in my my bedroom office in my you know, what is become a very small world these days. <laughs> yeah, the bedroom office. Like, I've actually got better acoustics in my apartment's bathroom. That's what I've now decided to. That's how now I wear. I record everything because actually, soundproof. It's kind of nuts. That's what's happened in this world. Um, so can't complain at all. I love um, but yeah. <laughs> that's there you go. There's a story of resilience right there. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, so, but even though the podcast um, is now being done largely via Zoom, um, it doesn't change, and the po- and the first question doesn't change. So, Tracy, what was your first job? Uh, well, my first job out of college was so I graduated uh, with a degree in journalism um, but then leveraged that into advertising so my first job was starting at Ogilvy Los Angeles which is you know an icon in the industry um, and I, I still remember the day that I started um, because it was um, you know, I mean, just physically it was this super intimidating place because it had these big wide, um, hallways and um, this huge lobby and this tiny little perfect reception desk in the middle of it with this very beautiful and fashionable um, female receptionist and um, and red carpet everywhere because that was the, the, the brand. Okay. <laughs> um, and so it was it was just it, it was really intimidating to to walk in there. Um, and funny enough, um, it was also just down the street from uh, the La Brea Tar Pits. And I don't know if you have ever seen the La Brea Tar Pits, but it's sort of this, you know, very, uh, you know, odd museum experience in the middle of Los Angeles where it's, you know, dinosaurs like that are falling into the tar and kind of frozen in in position. And I I would have to drive past that every single day <laughs> on the way to work. Okay. That blazed into my head on okay, that's that's a metaphor right there. Don't become a dinosaur in this career. Uh, that's a clear metaphor. I have ever seen one. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so you start out, and so how do we end up getting your be one of the uh, not rare, but definitely there there needs to be more of women's led CEOs of. Um, huge advertising agencies. What's that journey like? It was uh, so. It's it's funny because I I think I had I think I've had a pretty you know on on in terms of a pace standpoint uh, a mm-hmm. a more of a slower pace progression in my career uh, to get to CEO and I actually really. Uh, 
appreciated um I appreciated each opportunity I got and each level I was in. I really focused a lot on um broad shoulder experiences at each step in my career versus thinking too much about the next level up or the next agency move. I just sort of wanted to make sure I gathered up everything I could possibly learn and understand in, in each at each point. Um, and so I think, um, you know, I, I really learned a, a huge, a, just a diverse range of skills, but I also learned how important culture and relationships um, were to this business. So if you fast forward to how did I come to join BSSP um, as CEO? Well, I, I did spend um, some time in my career earlier in the early 2000s at BSSP. Um, and it was actually um, really my only independent agency experience. Um, and so I, you know, I, and, and I loved my time um, in the early 2000s, because I loved the uh, the culture, and I love the people, and I love the the um, focus on creativity. And what made me a great candidate for them in coming back was that I could bring all of that diverse experience back to BSSP, but I also br- came back loving the culture and wanting to just um, l- help it flourish more, not change the culture. Awesome. And, you know, so, you know, you decided to come back in. You decided, hey, I'm going to take this job. It's going to be awesome. And it's new culture. Isn't this great? And then there's a pandemic that hits. What, like, like take us back to like those first 48 hours when you realize the entire universe is shutting down. What were you thinking? Like, how, were you, how were you thinking, okay, I just started this job and everything's going to help? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I, you know, I was fighting against it. I was like, no, we don't need to close. We're going to be fine. I mean, that's probably a little bit of what's, you know, has so long been ingrained in me in this career. And, you know, is that, you know, it's a, you know, I grew up in an industry that was pretty tough on us, right? Like it was always about just get back up and you can do it. And we got to keep this business moving. And, you know, so I, you know, I think maybe initially for me, it triggered like, no, we don't need to close. We're going to be fine. And then I had, I really had to step outside of myself and listen to a group of people that I didn't even know all that well, um, and really understand what they were feeling and what they were seeing around them. Um, and come, frankly, come to my senses a bit. Uh, and, and then, you know, and then we got to work on, okay, what do we need to do? Um, to to adapt to this and to make everybody feel okay with this and to keep business moving at the same time. And, and, and for you, you know, it's like, okay, we're in this moment and now, okay, we're in July. How has that sort of entire stretch of journey been? Like what, you know, how are you been, how have you been effectively able to sort of like um, maintain and, and hold on to the culture, even though everyone's stuck at home? Uh, great question. I think, uh, and I do think we've had ebbs and flows, and we constantly have to consciously bring ourselves back to it. Um, I think that there was a, a period of time when it, you know, I would say the first three months, um, 
that we were all just really feeding off the energy of being of of being in it together and 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 fighting against this crisis together. And now we're in this like, okay, this is like mode of operations. And, um, and so different things are, are kind of starting to come up and take place now. One, how do we keep fueling the energy and the con and the connectivity with each other? But also, how do you support individual employees, and where they are um, in their mental health? And, and not everyone even wants to admit that. Um, you know, including myself. So how do you connect one-on-one? -one -one? How do you just give people, um, you know, the, the promise and, of, of support? Like, we'll do whatever you need um, to, feel, to feel good. If you have to take a day off, um, if you need to, uh, if you need to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're providing, you know, a, a lot of mental health support and resources. Um, so it's really just constantly communicating what's out there to self-select into, um, showing and demonstrating that you can, you can also be a bit vulnerable and say when you're not feeling well, um, and also uh, calling people one-on-one -on -one and just seeing how they're doing and, and seeing if they'll open up. You know, I think it's so key right now because I think folks are just <laughs> understandably shook. <laughs> and so, uh, and to go from, you know, your normal experience, I think we all had at the beginning of, okay, like, you know, maybe we'll be home for a little bit. And, you know, not only are we not going back to work and the way we used to, but now it's going to be even longer. And I think some folks have even thought, I, you know, I had folks telling me like, "Well, we're doing events in October," and I'm like, "In 2021," <laughs> uh, and they're now addressing the fact that like this is actually going to become the norm for about a year at least. Like, how have you been sort of been able to kind of talk to your clients? Because again, you're relatively new in the in the role, and assuring them and giving them guidance and structure that like, you know, the SFP is here. Yeah, I um, and that that actually is also another thing that was really impacted in this time and starting out, you know, the one of the first things you do as a CEO is you you double down and connect with every client that you can um, and you get to know them. And that was that was slowed down and delayed for sure, because one, I had to help the organization move virtually and two, because all of my clients were doing the same with their organizations. Um, and. Now, um, you know, I, it is, we are back to a routine of constant connection. And I'll tell you one of the things that I find pretty refreshing uh, about these circumstances, if, if refreshing isn't at all the right word choice, um, is that there is a level of honesty and a level of partnership that, uh, that has been injected into the client agency relationships at every mm -hmm. level. So I find that the conversations that I'm having with our clients are just so human. Like we ask each other about how, how are each other's organizations doing? And we're open and honest about where they're not doing okay. Right. And we're, we're, we're often used to in this business trying to like, maybe, you know, always paint the space that as an agency, we know everything that we, that we're, you know, we know what we're doing and everybody in our building is, is happy and healthy. And, 
you know, you kind of put on a, uh, you know, your sales face. And now the conversations are so much more real. And it gets us into helping each other think about, okay, what can we do together to help our teams together? Uh, so I think it's actually going to stre- strengthen our partnerships. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that's going to be key. It's like having those partnerships um, and you know, being, you're going to be able to walk with them. So, you know, you're looking at everything that's happening right now. Obviously, these are probably the biggest challenge of your career. Um, what would you think you'd tell 25-year-old Stacey? Uh, I think it's probably going to sound a little bit by like one of those inspirational posters <laughs> you put up on the wall. But it is it is a lot of the sort of human aspects and the and the self-coaching aspects. Um, you know, I think, well, I probably first start by making a joke about how this is a this career is a marathon and not a sprint for sure. Um, but you know, I, I think I would probably talk a lot about, um, about developing, uh, really focusing, uh, you know, on yourself and understanding yourself as you develop through your career, um, trust yourself, um, understand, uh, the areas where you feel comfortable and excited and the areas where you don't feel comfortable, um, or in the areas that you don't feel excited and and um, and lean into those, don't ignore them because those are the places where you develop um, and where you, you know, really broaden your shoulders. But don't be shy to embrace the things that you love the most about your career um, and that you are most natural at. This, um, this industry is a team sport completely. And I think, I think where I have seen teams, um, high performing teams is when everybody has actually embraced their own strengths and recognized that where they um, don't have strengths, they're leaning on somebody else who has those strengths. Um, And then I think the last thing I would probably um, have said to my younger self um, is also pay attention all along the way. to leadership characteristics that you like and don't like um, as you uh, as you um, work with different managers in your career, because I think you become kind of a, you know, it's yourself, but it's also an amalgamation of the people that you've worked with throughout your career. So maybe pay pay a lot of attention to those things so that you can really build those building blocks. Oh, I think it's so, it's so key. And I think, you know, a lot of young people right now are like, what do I do? Because <laughs> like, they're, they're walking into the weirdest job market ever. And I was like, but you'll find your way. You absolutely will find your way. Uh, and it'll, and it'll guide you uh, in ways that you never thought possible. And thinking about that, like, you know, Separate of a challenge of starting, starting in a new job uh, in the middle of a pandemic. What's been a challenge in your career where you're like, this is never going to work. And then you figured it out and found your way. Oh, another great question. I, you know, I think, I, and uh, I, and you're right, separate from, I mean, obviously where I'm at today and what I'm managing through is, you know, certainly the biggest, biggest challenge in my entire career. And, but if, but setting that aside, um, 
You know, I think I've had a couple of times in my career where I really came to understand um, this idea of fit. Um, and I suppose call it um, a, a values alignment, which isn't to say that I was in a organization that didn't have good values, but just that maybe those values were different. They valued different things than I valued. And, um, and it, and those moments, um, those couple of moments were really hard on me. It made me question myself and whether I was good at what I was doing in that moment. Um, and I, I managed to, um, cause I, I will say, I, you know, I think resilience and adaptability are probably the two most important characteristics for anyone. And somehow I have known that along the way. So even in those moments, I took the opportunity to learn from that organization, everything that I needed to learn, even if I felt like they didn't necessarily value what I could bring to the table. And then I got out because I knew that I couldn't make a difference there um, because it wasn't a good fit. Wow. Um, You know, I think that's often so hard, especially for women in business where we're like, if I just do this, 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 and this, then everything will be okay. And oftentimes it's like, yeah, this just isn't the move. And like, no matter what we try and do, what we try and place around ourselves, like it's not going to be the thing that moves. So I have to bow bow out gracefully. I think um, that's a wonderful example you just shared. Yeah. Thank you. And you're, it's not easy. And I did all of those things that you said. I would just, I, 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 you know, I think I probably spent too much time in hindsight going, okay, well, I did this and it didn't work. What's wrong with me? Why is this not working? Um, and, uh, you know, I suppose there's a, there's, you know, there's learnings in that, but we can often be too hard on ourselves. Let's see. I think, I think the most important thing about all of this is to give yourself some grace. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, you can't solve every single problem under under creation. However, you can find a way. And if that way means a way out, then it just means a way out. Um, and that's okay. Um, you don't have to set a fire to all the bridges. Some bridges do need to burn. Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, they just need to. Like I've had this conversation with someone the other day. It's like, just nuke them uh, and and keep it moving. Um, but if you can handle it with a way where like you can have your you you don't feel any um, animosity to yourself. I'm like, yeah, I had to do what I had to do for me because I think oftentimes, especially, we don't put ourselves first. We try and try and try and help everybody, forgetting that it might be killing us. And you know, it's what they say there on the on the plane. Put the oxygen mask on first before you help others. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, in thinking about all of this and how we all have to adapt in this insane (laughs) current climate, what in the world are you doing for your self-care, Tracy? (laughs) Okay, that's where you caught me because I'm probably not doing a very good job of that uh, because I don't think... um, I don't think just drinking wine is really a self-care regimen. (laughs) 
Um, but I, you know, I do find when I remind myself to get out and go for walks, uh, just, and it doesn't take much, like just connecting with nature. And I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in, uh, you know, a, a neighborhood with a lot of trees and landscape and it's just really nice. It just brings you down like several notches instantly. Um, and I, it makes me wonder too, how people are feeling in the middle of urban centers, which always brought a different kind of, of, you know, sort of soul, uh, feeding to it, right. It was energy and it was diversity and great different kinds of people and so much buzz, but, but not a whole lot of nature. So, um, so I do wonder uh, how folks living in the you know, center of San Francisco or New York are feeling. It sucks. As someone who's in New York City, it sucks. <laughs> I, my kingdom for some green and an ocean. <laughs> I can actually go into. Uh, it's yeah, it's weird on many, many levels. And I'm like, what? Um, but, you know, I think you find your ways to adapt. And, you know, I think that's really, it's, that, that, that sort of me time is so important. I mean, I was saying to someone the other day that like, you know, as much as it sucks that I'm home for the first time in seven years, I want to say, for a bit more than like a couple of weeks, um, I've gotten so much more stuff done. I've actually had time to be a bit more creative and come up with some new ideas. And so I think that time to yourself, wherever it is, or whether you're finding it in nature or finding it just vegging out on Netflix, um, is also necessary because we are living through a pandemic. Yeah. And actually, I love that idea of doing, uh, of doing some creative projects too, that like working with your hands and, uh, just, making something um or even you know I, I I do love to organize too so I probably should oh, get really closets <laughs> uh, are you also a, a big fan of the fan store because it's kind of like my church oh yes <laughs> I love it it makes me so happy it, it's almost as if they like what do women really need organizational tools what if we get into a store we'd all lose our minds um it's such a wonderful place i mean i could hang out there and just get more shelves and like the little plastic organizers for my like for my desk on on a daily basis i wish we could i wish we could like do our quarantine offices in a container store <laughs> oh my god can you imagine uh because we would make our own dividers, so we'd have social distance. Um, we'd have all the little rolly things on the floor to kind of mark everything off. It would be, it would actually be kind of awesome. Um, and I remember this, and the ceilings are super high, so you know, like you know, lots of good air, um, air filtration. They sell all the desk stuff that you would need. So storage cabinets, filing cabinets, like everything is there. FYI, you can sell little curtains and like digital dividers. I mean. It's perfect. I think we're on to something. We need to send a note to containers. And we're like, listen, if you all opened up your spaces and turned them into temporary offices, a la WeWork, you would get lots of women who are, you know, at home coming in to work from container store. And then 
We would you could potentially buy the stuff that's in the store. Just saying, an idea. Yep. So you know, of all of this stuff, it's like you know, we're all trying to figure this out. We're obviously in the creative industry, and we've got brands who you know need our help and counsel. Where do we go from here? What do you think we're going to be doing in a year from now? Um. Well, I I find myself. Uh, I, I I like to talk about this as what do I hope we'll be doing. Um, yes, I have I, hope. I, I like to live in hope. <laughs> I um. I mean, who 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 knows? Uh, who knows what will actually happen? But um, you know, I do think that. Um, and you, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I I really think that this um, has brought a recommitment to um, the humanity aspects of business. And, and, you know, particularly in our business, I think that means a number of things. I do think that it means, um, you know, a rebirth of creativity um, that makes us feel things again. Um, uh, I think it's going to bring back the importance of, um, you know, talent and making sure that you're, you are giving, you're creating an environment for your talent to flourish, um, which means respecting time for them to think, um, to de-stress, to be with their family. Um, I think, you know, hopefully doing fewer things, but doing them better. And, you know, I also think maybe, there'll be a renewed importance on uh, gut and intuition, which is, I think, just as powerful as data, frankly, because, and, and, and it can adapt quicker in times of unpredictability, right? Like now kind of a lot of our data got thrown out the window because this, you know, huge series of crises hit us. Um, But human intuition and human understanding and gut got to fill that, fill in and adapt. So I think that's, um, you know, I hope, and I know for us at BSSP, that's um, that's certainly going to be a focus. Uh, I do think from a brand marketing perspective, we'll see brand purpose um, really come back to the forefront because it is a compass um, in, you know, in, all kinds of storms. And I think if we look at the last 20 years, then we can count on there being um, a lot of storms uh, continuing to come and hit us. So it really sort of helps us with those constant shifts. And I also think that, you know, going back to talent too, this idea of being much more flexible in what, um, what we need to do as a company to get to, to get access to the best talent um, from you know wherever they may be, and and create more flexible arrangements around that. Uh, one of the things I've actually really loved um, during this period is that we we've hired a few people um, in in quarantine, and and you know it's we've we've done a really good job of thinking about how do we onboard them for success and build relationships and. Um, and they are in other locations. And what I what I like about that is it's almost becoming this trial run, right? They can really make sure that they they um, like us and that 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 fit is there um, before they you pen their life and move here, or even if they don't want to move here. But if they wanted to move here, at least they know then that that 
um, the fit is right before they, you know, sort of, you know, take on that big kind of change in their life. So, um, so those are, I think are some of the things they're all very human based. Well, I think that's also key because I know I think one of the things that's happened that uh, not only do we have a pandemic everyone's trying to adapt to, but we now also you know have had a big obviously a, a racial reckoning within uh, the country and that you know the world, and I think especially within you know our industry of the advertising world, you know, and I think we're also looking in um, internally with how we can make our companies and our industry more appealing to um, communities of color. Um, on top of everything else you've had to do, Tracy, how have you had to uh, navigate that as well? Yeah, and actually, I'll, I'll tell you, I felt, um, I felt really lucky to be in my role um, facing uh, into that because now I do have more, you know, I have more say and I have more power to help create um, the vision of BSSP as it should be. And the way that we've approached that is it's been actually really, um, really great uh, because we are not, we're certainly not doing it from a tops down. It has been an entire team effort. Um, we dismantled and rebuilt our um, diversity, equity, and inclusion plan together. Um, and uh, every single voice in our building has been part of the plan that we laid down and uh, and and we've already made a ton of progress in our actions and it's bringing us closer together. And um, and I just I love um, all of the candidates now that I am getting to meet because we have made a better commitment to go out there and find everyone. Um, and so it's I, I feel actually really lucky. Um, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's tough because the, there are some very, very heartfelt, um, foundational, um, important conversations happening that, that, that can be uncomfortable, but I am, I'm so glad that I'm in this role where I can have an, a real impact and a real influence in helping change things. Awesome. And I think, you know, that's the thing that has to happen. I think it has to go from the top down. You know, I, I've been using this analogy when I've spoken on panels about this recently. It's like, if your house is on fire, you really can't talk about your neighbors. So if your company hasn't had a chance to sort of take a look at what's happening internally and how they're addressing these problems, then you can't really talk to your clients about it yet. You've got to, like, be able to walk the walk. And so it's great to hear that, you know, because you're in your role, you're able to actually take a hammer to those systems and, and really build new ones that could be far more inclusive. Yeah, and I, that's a great point. And we, we, had a, we had a lot of those conversations as well. Um, we can't, we, ha, we had the most power over ourselves. And I mean, it's, it's a, it may be an overused expression, but it is an absolutely perfect expression, which is be the model you want to see in the world. And uh, we can't play judge and jury right now with our clients. We have to, we have to become the model that we want to see. And then we need to use that 
um, to partner and inspire our clients. So we, uh, um, we're, we've shared our um, DE&I plan with all of our clients. Um, we're routinely um, swapping ideas and inspiration um, to, to just um, change together. So I do think it's also a place where we've um, increased partnership with clients. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I, well, I think that's the thing. It's like we're at this moment now where it's no longer a moment, it's a movement. And as companies move forward, those that actually set forth a vision that says they're not just about running a check, that's component validation, but it's actually about breaking down the systems and building better systems. Uh, that's how we end, end up you know, developing meaningful and lasting impact and being at the forefront of, uh, of something that's actually really, truly incredible as opposed to status quo. Yeah. Agree. Agree 100%. Uh, and so, you know, lastly, um, really important question. Um, do you have a give and or an ask of the audience? So this could be anything. So it could be which great book I read if I think is awesome. Or it could be, I hope everyone that takes some time for themselves to be more mindful. Anything you want. And you could do both. You could do a give or an ask, or give and ask, whatever you'd like. Oh, that, uh, let's see. I, um, I definitely, for a give standpoint, which is not, not, not just to, to take uh, what you've offered, but I think it's really important um, even for those of us that, you know, have, have sort of, you know, for whatever reason, be it industry, be it family, be it um, self-imposed, that tend to be more um, stoic about things and not want to, you know, just accept that we're not feeling okay in, in a day, um, really focus in on that and try it once. Try saying once to someone like, I'm not okay today. And this might not be a great conversation because I don't feel good or I'm cranky. Um, or maybe we should move this conversation to another day. Uh, I think just try it once and see how it feels. Um, it's not easy for me either. So that would be, that would certainly be my my give. Um, and, I, you know, I will say, here's my ask. Um, leaders are people too, which is, sounds like such a frankly moronic thing to say, <laughs> but it's true. But I get it. We forget that, that leaders are people and we don't know how to do everything right. And, and we have moments where we feel bad or we get it wrong or you know, we're trying to move an organization and we can't please everyone and find some empathy for your leaders. Try try to understand them. That's wonderful. And thank you for saying that. I, honestly, you know, I think it's so true. And sometimes folks put people who are in leadership in these little glass bubbles like they're way over here, unattainable. Nothing is going to ever hurt them. And forgetting that, like, we are living through a pandemic. Yeah. All of us, 
senior leaders, receptionists. We're all living through a pandemic. We're not working through it. We're living through it. And when you're living, you have to adapt in a way that you've never had to before because you just want to survive. Um, and I think people sometimes look at leadership and, you know, think they're the strong ones. And so they don't need to be checked up on and they don't need to like ask if they're okay, because of clearly they wouldn't have become a leader unless they were amazing and inhuman. Right. What? No. Um, so I think that's so very important. And so I'm so glad and grateful that you said that, because I think we have to remember that we're, we all are in this together. I hate that phrase, but it's true. And um, it's necessary to, to to have grace for everyone, and you know, not be so quick to make judgments or um, go heavy on folks, you know, because we're we're just trying to survive this very very crazy time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Tracy, you were a delight to have on the show. Thank you so very much. I am so excited to see what awesome new campaigns come out of BSSB um, now that you're running the show um, and the great work you're going to do. And we'll throw uh, information in the show notes so folks can follow you on the social needs and what you guys are up to. Um, but thank you so very much. Well, and thank you. This has been so much fun. I mean, I want to keep talking to you outside of podcast. <laughs> oh, we can keep talking. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, so, like I said, you'll find all the information about Tracy and BSSP in the show notes. Um, and that is our show.